again. This is a few days after the last one. I figured there was a habit of making like known the amount of time that I spend now recording this. So this is a feature. This is kind of like a, like one of those um regular recurring bits of the program, you know? Uh, it's been five months ever since I recorded the last episode or, you know, I've been there and oh I'm such rough shape, you know, that sort of thing. I'm I'm very I'm very uh, uh lately I've been very sad. That's kind of the recurring themes of this. Like that takes a long time for me to record a new episode and uh, I'm always very sad in between them. <coughs> That's kind of like the you know, the, the, the driving force behind uh, this this fine broadcasting product fine um, podcast that you listen to right now and my voice is very raspy because I just woken up <clears throat> woken is woken the word I am not sure I've, I've awoken okay yeah so lately hasn't been Hasn't been much happening. Just yeah, just uh, like grueling, stupid shit. That's all. Like personal, personal. I don't want to get into it. Sort of thing. Just uh, regarding finances and regarding this staying in the country that I'm at. Yeah, pretty much. That's uh, it's fine. It's too personal for me to touch upon that. At the moment, I'd rather just uh, see what's in store for us in terms of what I will talk about off the cuff, improvisational style in this already established, aforementioned, fine ass program that you listen to right now. So I got the numbers. I got the stats. I got all the correct information inside my head. Let's get into it, shall we? All right. Got a number, 89. So a very low number. Not that that means anything whatsoever. 89. All right. Interesting. Cool. Keeps in, in, in with somewhat of a team here because I've mentioned Bonivere. Uh, in the last episode, I, m I mentioned that I've seen their, uh, his show, Bon Iver. It's a band, it's a collective of, 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 um, of musicians. But at first was the band of, like the solo effort of uh, Justin Vernon in his uh, 2008 debut album, uh, Forever Forever Go. It kind of inaugurated a whole um very winter like cold and, and, and very very uh mournful and sorrowful sort of folk singer songwriting. I I'm not sure to which extent he inaugurated that. I could be wrong. But at least he did imprint quite a quite a quite a heavy an iconic 
set of songs with that particular record. And of course that, you know, made his career what it is today. Uh, I'm speaking about Bon Iver. You already know that I'm speaking about something Bon Iver adjacent because you already seen the title and you already saw the the album that I that I was aggratiated with. It's a Volcano vo, vo, Volcano Quiet Repave from 2013. Volcano Volcano, and that's well, Justin Vernon is the leading voice of that particular record. It is a side project from both his uh, outfit as Justin, as whatever you can call him, um, and the collection collection of bees, something like that. It's a post rock. It's a it's it's a post rock instrumental uh, band. It was active like end of nineties, beginning of of 2000s, I'm not sure to which extent they still might have, might have been one of those bands that stopped recording in 2010 or whatever and just, you know went about to do like solo or personal things, I'm not sure where do they fall nowadays I think it's Collection of Bees I don't think there's anything else in their name anyway <coughs> I was I was just talking about Bon Iver in general, right? He came with that first record in 2008. After that, he recorded two, two no, his second debut album, his second album, his sophomore album. Jesus Christ, right? I should have recorded so early. So he did record the 2011 Bon Iver. Which was kind of like, kind of like a like a like a maturation of the material that he was on on Forever Forever Go, not so in tune with the with the themes of like breakup and grief and 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 mournful and just you know those records that are so like bleak that but they do offer somewhat of a of a glimpse inside an internal sense of beauty from them. That's kind of forever forever go in in nutshell right it's 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 a broken record from a broken man at the time like it's a lonely record but it does get like those cracks of beauty uh, everybody has a crack in it that's the, how the light comes in that's a famous uh, Leonard Cohen um, uh, couplet there I don't know I think it's a poem or a song anyway and that's kind of exemplified on Forever, Forever Go. Turns out that Justin Vernon is a much more experimental <clears throat> and ambitious um, singer-songwriter. That would come uh, in his later albums, like more and more from from what he could present as a a singer-songwriter. He was always trying to to leave things as weird as possible through his detriment sometimes but some like especially his third album 22 a million he tends to be a bit repetitive with the auto tune he tends to be a little bit more he sacrifices a little bit of his stellar singer songwriting abilities and and poetical poetic poetic abilities to just make way 
uh, and and just make way with the with this experimental stuff, which is you know uh, hit or miss, to say the least. In some albums, in other albums, he's very very successful in in, in putting that on the table and and adjusting and finding the balance, adjusting and finding the balance. <coughs> You're here for the water as well. You know, you have to be here for the water. I will drink water in your presence. I'm sorry. In other albums, especially his latest record, I and I, he finds the balance between like what's experimental and what's sorrowful, mournful, and epic songwriting. And 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 it's 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 a balance between the the weirdness of his ideas in terms of what to do with his voice <coughs> and what to do with different timbers and, and, and different sounding things, you know, and, and, and just getting the getting the, 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 the weirdness out of the session musicians that he he has available, you know. And Volcano Volcano Choir Repave, that's their second album. It's an album that finds that balance. And it finds the balance more to the epic and and very arena rock sort of sort of idea. As arena rock as Justin Vernon can can become. I'm especially fond of this album because I've been listening to it uh is for ten years now and 2023 I, I was already a fan in, in 2013 so I only figured that I would uh, listen to it from the get-go and um, a, a very interesting I think that if let loose Justin Vernon can just steer away from the the, the eternal uh, he, he can veer off from to a eternal um, search for the weirdest sound or the weirdest type of composition that he can manage to to put on the on the table. When he has a band setting, when he has more people depending on his on his input, he tends to flourish more. I think he tends to be a, a more uh, mature, a more complete, and a more wholesome type of singer songwriter. That's the sort of stuff that I gravitate towards more within his material uh, for example uh, this, the titles are all weird but zero 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 million is the is the eighth track i think on his um 22 a million album i don't know i don't know the, the names the names are all weird but that's a very interesting uh ballad um that he he has on that particular very experimental and strange record, almost to to to, to almost by design that record is extremely uh, obtuse. But that particular track, I always come back to it because you know it's a it's a very evocative, very interesting. Uh, the the lyrical imagery in it, it's not that that hard to figure out there is some some common threads of understanding there of of what the poetry is is trying to convey 
So I I think that with more restraints he became become a better songwriter. And Volcano Choir, in this particular album, he was part of a collective, literally a collective of beats, because that's the other band, the other you know, and it's a huge group of people, and they have brass, they have strings, they have you know, it's quite it, it it's a development of. It's kind of the instrumentation that you find on his second album, his sophomore album, but with a more prog rock, with a more rock and roll, arena rock sort of influence to it. You can see that there's a lot of like, I don't know, maybe the electrical Bob Dylan phase, very influenced by that, very influenced by by by, by prog rock in the in 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 a broader sense in terms of what the instrumentation can can bring there's a lot of guitar there's a lot of like um not very easy to pinpoint exactly what instruments are sometimes it's it's very string based uh album but it's very bombastic it's very uh, solar it's it's kind of it's it's very very uh in tune with like a a moving forward spirit that's that's how i feel at least when I listen to it, it's it's a very it propels you when you when you listen to it. It's a it's it, it's a kind of a different feeling from he was doing before, because even like the sophomore record, it is very hard to detach those uh, this particular album from Bon Iver. It's it's a continuum. It's his voice, right? So you have to compare to what came after and what came before. It's it's pretty much like a high octane second Boniver album, the one from 2011. It's a very much it's it's very much there. So if you're interested in him as an artist with those two particular albums, which are more the the more uh, baroque pop, the more singer songwriting type of stuff, the weirdness hadn't sync properly yet, sunk. It, he, 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 yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's the, the, I think that's a fair, fair thing to say. The, the, the experimental side was on tracks like, um, like some interludes in, in, in Forema. They do have some weirdness in terms of melodic construction and harmonies and that sort of stuff and voice, uh, but it wasn't the, the, the focal point. And in some of the some very very faint tracks in the second album, you can find that the the propensity also. On the third album, he went full full in, full on full in, you know, with the with the auto tune and that sort of thing. He ended up working with Kanye West in the meantime, between those two records, between his second one and his third one, there's a big gap of time there. Because I think it's 2017. Uh, 20, 22 million, I think it's 2017. I could be wrong though. I don't think it's earlier than that. And I mean, he went full after, like the autotune and, 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 and weirdness in terms of experimenting with. And there are beautiful songs that come out of, the, of that particular era. Uh, Blood Bank, which is his uh, EP, has a lot of experimentation in that regards as well. That's a, that's a companion piece to 
uh, for Emma. And there are like uh, a cappella, auto tune songs. So he was always someone that was trying to, to uh, I don't like that particular phrase, but push the envelope, you know, in terms of what um, Baroque pop and singer songwriter stuff um, meant. Because it, it, it was always a very clear, um, especially when you speak about Sophie and Stevens and, and that, that, that sort of character in music, you know? It's always very orchestral, very mournful, sorrowful sort of delivery of things, very, very sad sack shit, you know? But. Um, yeah, he's also sort of like that. But I'm, I'm okay. I know that I'm speaking more of his discography than anything else. I think that it's a bleep. This particular Volcano Choir album is a kind of footnote in his discography. I don't think there's much to say about it that doesn't rub elbows with the with Boniver's discography in and of its in and of themselves. But it's a companion piece to his career that I am particularly very fond of. Because I do remember listening to it a lot when I first started dating my only girlfriend that I have. I remember that was I was very, very much into this album when I started dating her in 2013. So I have very, very deep-seated feelings of like a emerging new love in my in my life within the corners of this album so i have this particular thing going for it i do remember like coming back like uh, sitting on the train after having meha after winning on the on the like on our first dates and all and remember listening to that album with that with that feeling of oh what a cool thing that i'm that i'm living now i'm, I'm particularly fond of someone and uh, she ended up being like my three-year girlfriend um, from that time so and it was exactly that you know October November 2013 when we started dating and I, I was listening <coughs> to this album like mad I was listening to it a lot and it kind of fed the the ep epic feeling that the album has to offer it kind of fed on that like blissful and wow someone is actually uh, also falling for me you know that it's it, there is a confidence as well that seeps in within the album and <clears throat> it's a cool record it's a very cool record it's a very interesting and well written record uh, it's it, it it doesn't steer away from 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 the traditional arena rock that you would expect uh, from Boniver at that time, because he was he was very expensive. Uh, e x p a n s i v, right? Not expensive. He was expanding his his vocabulary in terms of melodies, in terms of harmonies, and it shows with this, this album as well, and within the the post-rock and arena rock sort of thing. Uh, he never released anything under this moniker. 
after. He does have a first album that I never listened to it, not in any capacity, any real capacity, because I just love this one so much that you know I was never curious enough to 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 do the other one. Yeah, that's it. Bonivere, pretty big fan. Love him to death. Saw him live a couple months ago. He was very moving. Uh, even though I wish I was closer. Uh, I think he's a very wholesome, very, very down-to-earth sort of person. Established himself as a powerful performer and powerful collaborator. Very unique voice. Uh, did stuff with Taylor Swift, did stuff with The National, did stuff with um, Savien, as I mentioned before. They're kind of cut from the same cloth there, in a way. Like the, the post Elliot Smith uh, singer, folk singer-songwriter stuff, you know, that they are sort of like the same, the same idea that... Um, totally different, but yeah, you, you got away me. Yeah, you got away me. You understand me. All right. And... Yeah, very cool effort. Very cool... Very cool side project from him. Interesting to see him in a in a band band setting, band format, and seeing how unique he is and how a force to be reckoned with the guy is like naturally, you know, his ideas about um vocal harmonies and his ideas about um songwriting, how they just rise to the top, right? Naturally. That's interesting. That's an interesting exercise what he did in this particular album. And in comparison to the other ones, I think this one imprinted sort of like his high energy sort of stuff in the in the latest albums. I think they are kind of you know they 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 owe somewhat something to this repave record because he's a guy that definitely gets stuff from the projects and kind of, you know, he's like Plato. He just attached himself to to another piece of whatever he grabs in the way. Like, uh, you know, that game that you just roll as a, I don't know, remember the, what's the name of, Katamari or whatever. You're just, you're just, a, you're just a ball that rolls and, and just grabs stuff and just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. That's That's sort of what I, what I what I think of Bonivet as he is very centered in his own uh, ideas about what he thinks is interesting, but he also grabs things from all sorts of places, right? In terms of a, in terms of what he ma- what he makes him a fantastic songwriter, which I think he is. And I'm curious to see new stuff from him, especially after I saw the show, because I think he's getting too, too nostalgic, you know, because he has like so many classics already under his belt, like Skinny Love and Holocene and and even uh, like Hey Ma and and Faith and. Bath slash rest, you know, it has so many iconic songs. It's time for him to build more iconic 
which I think he's doing because Evermore is pretty pretty fantastic. Not Evermore, Evermore, Exile, and uh, the stuff that he did with Taylor Swift is pretty pretty iconic already. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening to my to my blabbing about a side project from a favorite favorite artist of mine for 25 minutes yeah thanks so much bye bye pausing up